Well, folks, Arkansas is off to a great start in the College World Series as they win game one over Stanford in a major way, especially offensively. We're going to talk about that, get to hear from Dave Van Horn, do a little previewing of Arkansas and Ole Miss coming up Monday night, and recap the College World Series. This is the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody's having a wonderful, wonderful Sunday afternoon is at the time of this recording. Maybe listening to this on Monday, but either way, uh, it's been a hot one, but a great one. If you're a Razorback baseball fan, in the College World Series, as Arkansas just yesterday, and you know I've I've gone to a lot of press conferences and I've been doing a lot of uh, interviews and stuff with players and with coaches and, and and everything, but it was truly incredible to see Arkansas do what they did in Game One against Stanford. I, I mean, I can't tell you how I I'm just still blown away by the performance that Arkansas had. Which you know, let's be honest about it. It's one game. And we saw last year where Arkansas had a big game against uh, NC State where they put out a lot of runs and a lot of offense and ended up losing that series. I think it's a little different circumstance, but still, we know you can never take anything for granted. We know that uh, you can just never look at everything and say, all right, well, this is why Arkansas is going to win it all because they look how dominant that they were. None of that can be used. None of that can be seen. But if you were going to tell me that Arkansas was going to win this game 17-2, to with 21 hits where every single Razorback baseball player in the lineup got a hit, I would have thought you were crazy. I would have thought there's just no way. There's no chance in God's green earth that this team is going to find a way to win that type of way. But as we have seen with this Razorback baseball team in this postseason, they continue to surprise us all with how they play and how they end up scoring and all that. Like It's just amazing how they continue to, to do the things that they do and it, it was just it was just an absolute clinic, especially uh, offensively for Arkansas. Now, there's a lot of different directions we'll go with this. And again, we'll have some uh, a little clip from Dave Van Horn on something I thought was really interesting from the game and uh, how he handles his players. But uh, you knew that it was going really well when Braden Webb, as soon at first pitch, first pitch of the game, uh, almost goes yard. Like, I mean, we're talking about inches from having a solo shot home run. But it was something that was even uh, better, in my opinion, because you don't see him so much more rare. He got a triple off of it, and as soon as that happened, you could tell Arkansas this was this was going to be a different deal because they didn't listen. They scored one run in that inning, and they didn't score again until the fifth inning. But even in those innings that they didn't score, they had bases loaded. You know, they had men at first and second. They stranded seventeen base runners in this game while still recording seventeen runs and twenty-one hits. Like. It was from the get-go, Arkansas's offense was not going to be denied in this. And it really opened up in the fifth inning when Arkansas ended up scoring five runs. And they took the lead six to one there. And then seventh, eighth, and ninth inning, you had three runs, two runs, and six runs scored. And at that point, you know, like I think even Dave Van Horn said this, you can just kind of write that off and not really count that because Stanford's going to start throwing in some guys that, you know, they don't, you know, normally would throw in and kind of just want to save their pitching for the next game. So you know, you can't really look at those runs and say, oh, wow, this is how much better Arkansas is. But you can look at that fifth inning and what really made it explode and really gave Arkansas the 
the big lead, of course, driven in by Dylan or, uh, uh, Chris Lanzilli's three-run shot that just blew the doors wide open. So I know, and it was the thing is, is as much as the offense gets talked about, and rightfully so, you also had incredible defensive plays. Uh, Bob Moore making great plays. He ended up on Sports Center top ten for one of his plays. Peyton Stovall had some great plays, and of course Connor Nolan doing his thing, and which was an incredible deal where he went uh, uh, nearly seven and a third innings. All right, seven and a third innings. He only gave up six hits. All right. He only gave up two runs, two earned runs, and one of those runs actually when he came out of the game and Cole Ramage came in. So, uh, you know, I know you count that by the stats, but the craziest thing of it all is he only pitched 79 pitches. 79 pitches. He only had one strikeout. He only walked one batter. But because of Stanford and the way they hit, they just hit right to Arkansas's defense and even times where they would make some plays that would have normally be in that position, uh, Arkansas ended up, you know, making incredible defensive plays and, and putting them out of position too. So, you know, all those things put into place, this was just the type of game that where you couldn't have any more fun if you're a Razorback baseball fan than this. Like, it was just from pitching, from defense, from hitting, it was had to be, at least in my opinion, the best overall performance in a single game this year. Uh, and, and just and the fact that everyone got a hit, like that was incredible. Like Bob Moore, he got on, he went up to bat five times, he got on base five times. He had three walks and two hits. Guy that has been struggling to get on the base. And so, what does this mean? You know, what how are we going to sit here and try to say, all right, well, this is why the team's going to, uh, you know, go in and, and beat Ole Miss, which is who they're going to play next. And you know, this is any indication. I think nothing. No, it does not matter. Does not matter. I don't care what that final score says. Doesn't matter. You got the win, and that's great, and that's all that matters. But you cannot see anything from this game and say, well, this is why Arkansas is going to beat Ole Miss because this is what they did against Stanford. It's not how it works. Uh, in fact, I would fully expect that if Arkansas, uh, when, when they go into against Ole Miss, that I could totally see a lower scoring, like 3 2 game. Totally could see it. We don't know exactly officially who the pitching is going to be for Arkansas. We spoke to Dave Van Horn today. He did mention the fact that uh, he's either going with a lefty or a righty, but he did at least give the options of those lefties and righties would either be Will McIntyre or Zach Morris. So, you know, when those things happen, that's kind of going to be the the way that, uh, you know, they go about it with, with, you know, how they're going to handle pitching and all that, which I think they'll be fine with both options. Just kind of depends. He says both of them will probably end up pitching in no matter what. Uh, but they're going to try to to see how that goes and try to adjust to it as well. But just outstanding performance. And here's the thing. You're four wins away. You're four wins away from winning the College World Series. And that's all you need is just four more wins. And if you find a way to get past Auburn, or excuse me, past Ole Miss, and you you win that game and then you wait until Wednesday to play against you know whoever's left in the bracket from the loser's bracket from your side um, in that next game on Wednesday, I mean, this this is what you this is all what you've been wanting. This is exactly what you want to the position you want to be in. If you're telling me that you can go into this situation and win that game, then everything opens up. And I know I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit, but it's hard not to think that Arkansas, with the way that they're playing, is not one of the best teams left. Now, there's a lot of good teams in here, and I'm not taking anything away. Ole Miss is a good team. They're on fire right now. They look dead in the water for a while. Didn't feel most people felt like they didn't even deserve to be in there, 
and boom, here they are. They're in there and they get to go to the College World Series and all that stuff. But it's just you never know. You never want to take it for granted. You never want to, you know, overthink anything or anything like that. But we just look at Arkansas and what they're doing and how they're doing it and how effectively they're doing it, how incredible their defense is, how consistent their pitching has been, how their bats are starting to come alive, how the guys in the bottom of the lineup are, are starting to put the, themselves in great position to score, leaving it open for the top of the lineup. Like all of these things together, just it, it it's almost too good to be true of how you want it to be. Now they got to go out and execute and they still got to continue to do that. But folks, just the mentality and how this team is, uh, you got to have a good feeling. You got to be confident about it. Um, now we know that baseball's crazy. We know that you know one bad pitch can change everything. One bad play can change everything. We all know that. Trust me, Razorback fans. We know how that can go. We know how badly that can turn around on you if you're not careful. But again, it's it's great to see the Razorbacks start strong like they did against Stanford, who's a really good baseball team. And now they got Ole Miss up next, which Ole Miss, they like to they're not as bad as what they used to be, but they're still a bunch of TikTok star, you know, going crazy, going wild type of idiots out there too. And they're not as bad as Tennessee, but they're kind of up there. So it'd be really nice to shut them up and get them out and uh, get them out as quickly as possible. But Arkansas, that's going to be their challenge. And we're going to do a little bit of previewing for Ole Miss here in just a second. But first, got to tell you about BetOnline.net, your number one source for all your bets, sporting needs, and sports info. From all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball, BetOnline.net continues to be your source for all sport wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Head over to BetOnline.net, and it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. If you go to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions, just do it at BetOnline.net, where the game starts. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so Arkansas and Ole Miss, teams that have faced each other already this year, as we know. And Arkansas was able to get the series victory on a walk-off rubber match by Kittle Diggs in Baumwalker Stadium, which was so electric and so much fun. And, uh, you know, they took care of business, and it got people just jacked. Anytime you can beat Ole Miss that way, it's, it's, it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun to see. And so now you get to face them again, and, and you know, you get, you're very familiar with them. You're familiar with the coaches. You're familiar with their style and all that. So that's what's going to make this so intriguing. And honestly, like, that Ole Miss series was crazy because Arkansas lost game one, but then came back and won game two and three at home. And it felt like the confidence was through the roof, especially when you got Kendall Diggs out there hitting the walk-off home run. I mean, it doesn't get any sweeter than that. It doesn't get any better than that. And so you got you got to feel good and you got to feel confident about it too. But one of the things that I thought was so interesting when Dave Horn was asked about uh, this yesterday in the press conference was about his players and kind of how he approaches them. And he approaches them in the way of, you know, saying, well, you know, what do, do you really, are you hands-on with them? Do you talk to them all the time about this and that? And, you know, how intense is the the relationship to him? Do you, how often do you get on to him? Like all of that stuff at this point in time, especially during the season, because there's a lot of pressure on the kids. There's a lot of pressure on the team there's a lot of uh, outside noise there's a lot of pomp and circumstance going on so how do you handle this how do you deal with this 
Well, I thought that Dave Van Horn had a really great response. Take a listen. You know, you just at this time of the year, you just don't do too much. You just don't wear them down. Uh, we've changed up some things lately as far as our pregame routine. You know, we don't take a lot of ground balls. Some days if we take ground balls when we hit, we don't take pregame in and out because why do you need to take pregame in and out? Um, and I talked to the players about it a little bit. You know, today I, I talked to the infielders and I said, hey, this is what I'd like to do, but tell me if you don't want to do this. I don't want to take all the ground balls during, before batting practice starts. Let's just take a few. Uh, you know, we have a routine that's normally pretty intense, and we didn't do that. I said, Bill, I want to take in and out, and they were all about it. And, uh, you know, so we mix it up a little bit, but I listen to them, you know, because they're the ones playing. It's 95 degrees or whatever. Yeah. So hearing Dave Van Horn say, I listen to them, I listen to the players, and I, you know, because you kind of think about, wait a minute, the coaches. It's like coach's law, you know, whatever coach says you got to do. And if you don't do it, then, you're, you know, you're going to face the consequences. You know, that's kind of how a mentality sometimes can be viewed upon when it comes to the coach and player relationship. But what it sounds like with Dave Van Horn and, and what I think that is actually a pretty cool thing is that he is at the point to where he has a lot of experienced players, guys that are older, that have been around, that are basically to the point to where, he doesn't have to do anything extra to motivate them. He doesn't have to do anything extra for them to, you know, get fired up or, or to, to know what to do and what not to do. It's like they've already gotten to that point. Like they all know. They all know what they're supposed to do. They all know what the position is. They all know what uh, what's expected of them. And so there's no reason to try to reiterate those points. But I think it's so cool anytime you hear coaches refer to this, especially with Van Horn, and when he approaches his players and saying, hey, you know, what do you guys – Feel like you need because it's not like the players and, and they get to the college world series and they're like hey guys coach coach is asking us what we want to do let's just say that uh we need an extra day off so we could just chill and play some video games hang out so because we, we don't want to do any work like, let's just tell them that so that way we don't have to work hard no you don't come to the college world series with that mentality and dave and horn trusts his players and so i think that him basically opening it up to say hey guys you know that it's hot as balls out here. You know that. You know how good you are. You know how good you're playing. You know what's expected. So what are the things that you feel like is going to help you? What are the things that you need to make sure that your mentality is right? Where you don't feel tired and exhausted and frustrated. Where you're not feeling like, you know, you're not getting enough routine practice in. Or you're feeling like something you need extra help with that you're not getting enough of. Whatever it may be, let's, let's figure this out as a team. Instead of just saying, this is what we're doing and that's how we're going to do it. And if you don't like it, you can get out. That's, you know, some maybe for some coaches, they do it that way. And, and maybe they've even had success in it. But, you know, Van Horn is a, an experienced guy that always knows how to get the most out of his players. And with that type of approach, it's something that I feel like, at least here recently in postseason play, has really elevated Arkansas status to where it's, like when they went through that struggle at the end of the regular season, I don't think Van Horn was yelling at them every day and saying how much they suck. And, you know, there wasn't a guy, you know, going after guys and, you know, putting them down and saying, all right, well, now that we're stinking, we're going to up the conditioning and we're going to start doing wind spritz. It's like, no, you know your players and you know what they – and they know what they need to do. They want to be great because that's what, how you've coached them. You've coached them to be great. And so you don't have to worry about you coaching them continually to push them to be great. They know 
how to make themselves better and to continue to prepare and continue to focus and continue to do all those things too. And I think that was just such a great nugget out of Dave Van Horn. And that's what something I think that's going to help them against Ole Miss is because Ole Miss is such a interesting team that they, the way they approach the game is, is obviously something that annoys people, but they are a team that's playing hot right now. And they are a team that uh, had to go on the road for those regionals and super regionals, just like Arkansas had to do. They were a team that, that got used to that, just like Arkansas. There was a team, their pitching's playing at a high level, the best it's been all season long, like Arkansas. So there's some similarities here. But I'm telling you right now, folks, with how Dave Van Horn approaches his players and also with the fact that you know, you're know you going to have your choices of where they want to go for the pitching side of things, whether or not uh, you know they go with McIntyre or Morris is truly irrelevant at this point. But what is relevant is that if they can go in and get something like they did against North Carolina with what they did, Connor Nolan gave it to him once again, just lights out to start the game. If the second game comes around and then this one against Ole Miss and whoever starts, if it ends up being Morris or McIntyre, if you can get them to get you, I say five, five great innings, scoreless or you know one run, whatever, just really just like – putting you in a great position where the off the pressure is not on your offense to try to score outscore the other team Arkansas is going to win like that that's, that's just how I feel I feel if Arkansas can get to through five innings only holding Ole Miss to one or no runs Arkansas is going to win this game because they did something just like that against North Carolina uh, game one and game two they've done it in, in other particular seasons uh, games this season too but to me, that's kind of the key to success. As cliche as it may sound, as lame as it may sound, that's the key to the team's success. And I expect them to, to really get it done and uh, to make that make that happen. So either way. But uh, we'll uh, close up shop and talk about some uh, Omaha nonsense here on the Lockdown Razor X podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so final segment on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. And I like I want to have some fun with this. So nobody just feel like I'm trying to come down on anybody or anything like that. But uh, as a lot of you may know on social media, there is the College World Series Jello Shot Challenge. And it happens at Rocco's at a it's a little bar that's next to the um Charles Schwab Stadium or Charles Schwab Field, however they put it. But it's right there, and they've done this for, for a few years now. So this isn't something new. Like They've always had these types of jello shot challenges. And what essentially it is is that they put out jello shots specifically for each of the eight teams in the College World Series. And they keep a score of how many jello shots are ordered for each team. So that way at the end of the College World Series, there's one team that remains victorious and is the team that got the most jello shots ordered in their name. And – Again, it's kind of fun. I think it's a great business move, obviously. But they're $4.50 a piece. $4.50 a piece, which for a jello shot is absurd. But the latest at the time of this recording that they have posted the scores, Arkansas is leading the way with 2,558 jello shots. Ole Miss is close behind at 2,394. And then the next closest is Texas A&M with 380. So it's basically just Arkansas and Ole Miss that are going at it when it comes to the Jello Shot Challenge. 
So if I'm doing my math correctly, which I trust the calendar here because, or the calculator here, that's what, that's what it's for. If I'm doing my math on Arkansas alone, people ordering jello shots at 450 a piece, that's 11, $11,500 that Rocco's has made on one team on jello shots in like four days, three or four days. It's stupid. It's so stupid. And I can't believe so many people are doing this. But that being said, I appreciate the hustle and I respect the hustle and I respect the player, the, the fans getting after it and trying to have some fun with this too, because that's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be fun. But Rocco's is really the big winner in this one because they just make so much money off of Jello shots. And I tried them and they're, you know, whatever. But uh, they, uh, they're just, I mean, it's funny. It's just funny that they done this and that's become such a big deal to where, hey, winning the College World Series is the best thing ever. But the next best thing, if you can't win it, would be winning the competition for Jello shots at Rocco's. I, I probably would rather take the College World Series, but still... That's just one of the many funny things that go on here in Omaha. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that there'll be some more to talk about throughout the week for sure. Appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns we may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.